Were you an athlete, school teacher, or maybe worked in a corporate world? Our careers, they tend to be the way that we identify ourselves. Now, what happens when that identity is taken from you? We found ours in real estate. Now, let us help you find yours on a free agent real estate investing podcast. Starting now. Oh, to the free agent podcast. (laughs) I'm your host, Stratton Brown. I'm your other host, Michael Butler. Thank you guys for joining us. And we got an awesome guest on today, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours (laughs) who just closed a fucking banger Banger. of a deal. Banger. And it's not nearly the way you would think he did it either, which is why I think it's even better. Hey, enough to go get that Dyson behind him, huh? Right? <laughs> yeah. That's what he bought with that fat deal. That's what he bought. It's on his wife's Clean wish list right there. Clean up. Clean up. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please comment. Tell us where you're from. We love everyone who tunes into this every week. It's growing week by week. I swear to God, we add a new watcher every week who stays consistent with us. And we're so thankful. So thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's your housekeeping stuff, Mike? Hey, guys, hey, same thing as always, right? Same shit, new day. If you guys are looking to analyze your deals, comp your properties, pull lists, skip trades, drive for dollars, whatever it is, you're looking to take your business to the next level, go ahead and hit up PropStream. Uh, Go to MainlineComps.com, MainlineComps.com, get your seven-day free trial. And if you are looking to close more deals, like this man, Gerald Rojas, and Michael Butler, and myself, and maybe even rip off a 200K or like Jerry Rojas through our business. Yes, Go to callmagicians.com. Yeah. Oh, What's yeah, going on, Aaron? Saying it, you know? Right? What's going on? What's going on? What's you going on, about- Aaron? <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Jerem? Oh, you, you promoted my, my cold collar, man. I, I lost him. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We, we had to promote Matt. We had to promote his cold collar to a manager. He was doing really good. So so does so so how do you benefit from that, Gerald? I don't know. He's the he's the one that Damn. got that fish on the line for us. You know, you know, because you know, I say that, you know, I don't give a shit if strats on here, right? We gotta go ahead. We got a we got a bone to pick for you, right? You get you a, a killer, a killer cold caller. And yeah, he gets yeah. promoted, so you just shit out of luck, huh? Bro, he thought that with the last one too. His last yeah, cold caller had a bachelor's in what was it? I think it was and a master's. It was a master's in like biomechanics from UCLA. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. bro, we got great talent. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He's going to get That's another cool. amazing one. She was locking up deals in Spanish. Like, just tell her what to say. And she was had a, you had a bilingual, <laughs> a bilingual cold caller from yeah. call magicians. Oh, yeah. That ain't a plug. But I mean, they don't they don't come like Rebecca. I, I've yet yeah. to find someone as good as Rebecca. I'll be honest with you. I oh, think Rebecca goodness. is like grade A talent. Like if she's in America, she's getting a job anywhere she wants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. What's going on, Sue? You got your wife. She loves the Dyson. Hey, hey, I'm talking all the shit. I'm talking all the shit because I got one hanging in mine, too. And those things are, are with kids, man. They're fabulous. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't got to cord this one, though. I got a I got a corded one. I love it. Best you gotta, you gotta get cordless. You make too much money to not have to have a cord. I just upgraded to a regular Dyson, bro. I had a shark. Jeez. And then I got a Dyson. 
I vacuum twice a week now. I don't care <laughs> if it's dirty or not. Shit. <laughs> well, here we go. Let's go. All right, Gerald. So first off, let's hear about what you did for the first 40 years of your life. Well, what is it? 38 <laughs> years of your life before you got into real estate, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I turned 40 actually uh, this year, uh, December 19. I'll be 40. So that big four zero, you know, it's coming on me. Um, I would say probably the first, man, 28 years of my life, I was just, I don't know, um, just uh, hanging out, partying, uh, trying to have a good time. Uh, I played soccer, um, but I think, yeah, I was, I, you know, I was on a traveling team. Um, oh, that's cool. little, yeah, yeah. Did some boxing um, for a little bit, but yeah, I was I was just trying to have a good time, you know. Just uh, it took me seven years to finish uh, college, so I was. Hey, hey, Joe. Hey, hey, Joe. I hate I hate to cut you off, but is is that the Brinks truck be, uh, in your background that's delivering all that money from that deal? <laughs> I hear it backing up. I hear it backing up. Yeah, I don't know where it is. I just hear I just hear a truck, so I just assume it was your money. Oh, truck. that's probably our uh, that's probably our AC unit that that there you're. There we go. Up. There we go. Sorry to cut you off, man. <laughs> I just I kept thinking that my ADHD just it just kicked in. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so I mean, I I call myself kind of a late bloomer, man, because like it took me like seven years to graduate college, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, I thought I wanted to be a CO, correction officer. But I just found like that environment, you know, just being in that negativity, like all day long, I just didn't, just didn't fit well with me, you know. Without a doubt. Uh, so I actually, I actually joined a Christian Bible club on campus, and that you know kind of sobered me up. You know, I was, I was pretty much a, you know, partying every day kind of person. And um, just started reading the Bible with a Christian club. And, you know, I, that became my drug. You know, that became my high, you know, just, just uh, learning about God and his word. And so I just gave myself to that for like five years, full time. Went to a Bible school. That's where I met my wife. Um, okay. She's from the Philippines. And um, we we actually met in South America, so we were on like mission trips, just preaching the gospel, giving away free Bibles, and then I came back um, and just wanted to give back. So I I served on Fresno State just just as like a campus uh, minister, just telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ and about the Bible, and because it changed my life um, dramatically. Like I mean, I almost died from drug overdoses. A few nice. times, um, so um, yeah, I just felt like yeah, I needed to give back, and um, I then after that, I started working for one of our elders. He had a geotechnical uh, soil engineering company, and he brought me on. You know, said I was going to be a partner one day and run the company. I I eventually. When I left that job, I was there for seven years. I ended as a managing partner, but I only had like 10% equity share, um, which was okay. Um, 
But I just realized like, you know, more and more responsibilities were being given to me and the salary just, and the equity just really didn't make sense. Like, what was the salary? Yeah, like at full throttle, like our business was probably, probably doing like a million dollars. And then like the profit share was probably like a hundred thousand between like four equity stakeholders. And so like, yeah, my best, yeah, my best year, like was 75 grand a year. But I was busting, busting my, busting my ass off. (laughs) No, for sure. Yeah, working in the hot sun, you know, soil. I, I pretty much worked my way up. So I, I pretty much started out playing with dirt, digging holes, sampling concrete, inspecting rebar, just, you know, it's hot, you know, Fresno's hot. And then, mm-hmm. and then I worked my way into the office and I'm sitting in front of a computer like eight hours a day, like just doing nothing. Uh, you know, some days it was very unstable. So like some days were really, a lot, a lot to do, and then other days I just sitting there doing nothing. So, okay, but so, so to kind of, kind of get into that a little bit, right? So you're yeah. talking about you start doing this job, it's hard work, right? It's hot. Um, you make yeah. about seventy five thousand dollars, which you know, to a lot of people, if they're not in real estate investing, that's that's some good money. Um, yeah. But you know, you said up to about twenty eight years old, you you know, you were pretty much partying. What were you doing before that? Like, what? Before, how, how did you make money before you started? Uh, before you found God? Um, and before before Sue changed your life, right? What, what were you? What were you? What, what, how were you making money at that point in time? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I had a, all kinds of odd jobs, like pizza delivery guy, um, yeah. just random stuff. Like so, just odd in jobs that kind yeah. of just feed that habit, right? The, the, yeah. the habit of the drugs or the drinking, whatever that may right. be, right? right so right. let's kind of put that into perspective because you started working this job, and, and and we could sit here and we could downplay seventy five thousand dollars, but that was pretty goddamn co- consistent, um, for, you yeah. know, or stable from from where you were at. So it would have been yeah, easy for income. you to kind of get caught in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was great income. It was great income. It's just, yeah, it just. Something came on my feed, on my Facebook feed. Some guy was, you know, talking about Robert Kiyosaki, about that rat race. And I felt it. Like, I was in it. Like, <laughs> what he was talking about is like, okay, that's me. I'm tired of this. I want to I wanna change, right? So I was trying to buy a business. Like, I was looking on businesses yeah. for sale, trying to buy a business. Because my wife's family, they have... They're pretty much like the Napa of the Philippines. They have, okay. you know, auto distribution. So I, you know, it, that's a high bar, right? So, you know, the, yeah. <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really high bar. So Jeez. like, that's like staring, you know, staring you in the mirror every day is like, man, like, how, how do you compete with that? You know, so, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to just be a bum and like, you know, just kind of freeload off of my wife, you know, my wife is an equity stakeholder, you know, she gets profit sharing. And so, um, I wouldn't be here today without her, you know? Um, yeah. no. so it, it just forced me to be hungry and drive. I mean, there were several businesses I wanted to buy, but my wife wouldn't sign off on it because we had no intrinsic knowledge of that industry. Right. Okay. Love that. So I had to like, put in the work like I had to like figure out okay what can I learn what can I do and then real estate just made sense so I just started digging into real estate 
I first got into like syndication, I was like, all right, I want to be a syndicator. I know some high level people, maybe one or two. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but you need like 25 of those. Yeah. To, you know. <laughs> and um, it's just hard. Like the entry for like syndication is no easy task. Like mm-hmm. I just heard like people, you know, skip over houses and jump right in, into syndication. So I thought, okay, well, I thought I'd do that. But so I probably wasted like one year of my life doing that um, while I was still working. Um, and then fortune builders came to town and I said, oh, okay, I want to be a flipper now. <laughs> um, my wife didn't allow me to sign up for that, you know, $30,000 uh <laughs> Oh, so, so so they almost closed you. They did, but they oh, just they couldn't. Close, they couldn't. They yeah. couldn't close pseudo. <laughs> they, yeah, they couldn't close pseudo. Yeah, I you, love it, man. Yeah, you can't put the wool over her eyes. Yeah. They had me. I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but looking back, like, I mean, thirty thousand—that's a lot of money. And like, you know, we—I could do a lot of damage with thirty thousand now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad I didn't do it. I mean, yeah. Um. But then, yeah, I, I mean, I started going to the meetups with, with you guys and I started learning about wholesale, you know, learning who all the players were. I heard Matt, you know, Matt Garabedian. On, was, he at, uh, was he at your first one? No, it was, was at, it was Zuber. It was Zuber came down. Okay. Um, Zuber that's was number one. Yeah. Right. Matt Stratton there. And that was my yeah. first meetup also. Oh, really? <laughs> my first meetup was Mike Zuber uh, when he got on me for not, because I hadn't, at that point, I hadn't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right, right, right. Oh, he's like, you go read that book right now, which is crazy because a lot of people do get into real estate after reading right. Rich Dad Poor Dad and stuff like that. So I guess right. I mean that was kind of weird. That, like so many people talk about it, like I already know what it's about. I still <laughs> haven't read that book. I read the second book. book. <laughs> I, re- I read it. I read it the day he got on me. You still haven't. You still haven't read it, bro. No, I re- I read uh, Cash Flow Quadrant or something like that. Okay. It, uh, they say it's a little better than Rich Dad Poor Dad. Same principles and stuff. Um, it's it's more on like I haven't read that one. Uh-huh. So based off what I've heard people talking about, it's it's more once you kind of get going. You know what I mean? Um, right. Whereas Rich Dad Poor Dad is typically what what triggers people to want to get out of that rat race or you know find different ways to be able to make that type of money. So you actually yeah you skipped over the book, but I mean you went to a more powerful one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I heard like Matt Garabedian on uh, Real Estate Disruptors. You know, he was in my in our market and, uh, you know, he started talking about, you know, Christ and God. I was like, whoa, whoa. I, I you know, I felt like I vibed with him really well. Mm-hmm. And I knew he was a big player in the market. So I said, I, I got to meet this guy. You know, I got to see what he's about. And, um, you know, he had a program going on. When I went to him, I had 10 leads in my podio. Um, I closed two of those 10 leads. I closed wow. two deals on 10 leads. Um, but I had a, I knew I had a leads problem. Like for me, like generating a lead was like, it was like nails on chalkboard, man. It was just pounding the phones, like not fun, not fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's everybody when you first get started, man. I used to listen, you know, just listen to real estate disruptors and people talking about lead management and, and like all this shit. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just trying to get some leads to manage. Right, you know bro. what I mean? So it, it's oh funny as God. hell to look back on it and, and think that right, that is right. actually a problem. 
Because back right. then, I mean, we were struggling just to hear anyone say, like, I'm considering selling. Right, right. Right. Well, I'm running into that now with storage, bro. Like, to where yeah. I'm trying to get the lead machine going again, <laughs> like we do in wholesale. Like, like that was depressing hearing you say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we like, we got a we got a live one today off a of mail. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro, first one in forever, right? And we get just compared to you can't do like the mass marketing with storage. Like there's just not as many people. Mm-hmm. Right? To our jet, bro. I can go to any city in America and just like, all right, pull the data, turn it on. Yeah. Right. And, right. and we get leads. It's a whole lot different. So it's just super funny to hear you say 10 leads at the time, just because it's like, bro, how do you only get 10 leads? Yeah. <laughs> so and that yeah. was work. Like that was work. Like if I got a if I got a lead in a day, like I was happy. Like I hundred percent. I achieved something that day. hundred percent. So when you talk about uh, another thing I kind of wanted to point out is you know, you so the first time you heard of Matt, well, I wouldn't say probably the first time you heard of him, but the first time you actually like listened to him or or met him, not even met him, but was just on real estate disruptors. Yeah, I've heard about him, but I didn't really know who he was until, you know, real estate disruptors. And, and that kind of like solidified it. I said, OK, he he he's a he's a true player. Right. He He's mm-hmm. legit because you can't get on that show unless unless you show your huds. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huds, baby. <laughs> so that really solidified is, OK, he's a big player. I want to I want to just do whatever I can to be around him. And okay. so he had an opportunity. You know, it was five grand entry fee and it was for a year of coaching and partnership where he would provide the leads and he would dispo the leads. So all I had to do is get really good at closing deals. And so that's what I focused on, like just focus on reading the books, you know, list. You know, I went to or did the online closer Olympics thing and just like worked on my craft like study like different closers like how do they say the nuances and you know just different different little things you know how they connect with people and and you know the books like uh influence um how to how to make uh friends and influence people something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah no problem. this one i'm reading now sandler um there you go you can teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar yeah. yeah. So I think it's dope because um, it kind of goes into some of the conversations that we've had before, Strat, um, when we talked about how there's a lot of coaching programs. There's a lot of people out there who wholesale real estate. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of big players in the game. And so I think it was a blessing um, that you were able to run, which is crazy that you ran into Matt really for the first time, you know, hearing him on real estate disruptors, knowing that he was already in our market. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it ties into what we say when when you people don't know, like who to really go after to, to kind of get coaching or to learn from. And we always say you got to find someone that you connect to, you uh, someone who has a sa- you got to vibe with them. You got to have the same principles and stuff like that. And we all know, you know, Matt, Matt being a man of God and stuff like that. So I think it's dope that you were able to find somebody like that. And you actually yeah. you took action. You didn't it didn't matter what the cost was at that point in time because the principles were the same. Right, you know, right. and when and I feel like when you when principles align to you, it was a safe investment because any man, you know, for the most part, any man of God ain't gonna sit there and rip you off like that, right? Right, but right. You knew he was a real deal just because he was on real estate disruptors. Yeah, oh for sure. I mean, even though like 
it was, I mean, looking back at it, it was a small fee. Like, oh, bro, it's for show ain't that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but at the time, like, COVID just hit and, you know, I had to pay like 2500 for the leads. So mm -hmm. it was a big deal. Like, I was kind of like, you know, I, I was on the edge. I didn't know, like, because it's a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Um, but but it, solved the, it solved the problem for you. It really did, though. Oh, yeah. That, that it, it was the problem. Button, right? You had a yeah. lead. You had yeah. a lead machine. I mean, you had a lead um, issue. And he right. probably I'm not even going to say he had a lead management issue. But his thing was he's 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 going into a point where he's developing multiple streams of income. You can't right? scale bigger at a point. You can't scale That's bigger at a point. And so you provided a, a, a value to him by being able to call these leads that he had. Right. right. And, and he, he had it wasn't a money problem. He could buy the list. He could skip trace them. He just needed someone to call them and follow right. up with them. Right. Oh, yeah. Whereas you had a lead problem. So yeah. him being able to throw that stuff to you helped helped you grow. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And so you went through and real quick. What's going on, Noah? What up, Noah, baby? What up? What's up, bro? That's, that's Jer one of Gerald's partners. There we go. Yes, He's telling sir, some people to listen up. Um. I think it goes into for the people who don't know how to generate leads. You did yours through push button CMO, and that's with um, Peter and Mark. Right. Great people, great business, right? And they're like, "Hey, give us the money. We go take care of it all." And a lot oh, of people yeah. are scared at the beginning to spend money on marketing, but that's why they have a lead issue. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. offer mentorship, right? And the first thing the kid asked me, it was like, "Hey, do I have to get a caller?" I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah, bro! That's why you paid me." <laughs> like we're getting we're getting callers like you got to get callers and you got to get texters so you can get that lead flow coming in because mm -hmm. oh, yeah. if now if you can double your output just from having an extra person marketing for you you're in a significantly better place and you can do it at a really good price and the more money yeah. you can throw at it the better yeah oh yeah oh yeah and yeah, would you, you have done it without yeah. matt would you have thrown all that money at, at marketing if you weren't with matt's mentorship Oh no, man, no, not at all. Like my, my wife's Asian, bro. Like <laughs> I can't spend a dollar without without it being accounted for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> every Amazing. time every time the card swipes, there's an email. <laughs> for one dollar. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, you need that though. But yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about though. When you're just getting started, I think everyone should do mentors. Um, what's it called? I did some mentorship with Noah. Then Noah went to Pace. What's it called? I've done. And now I'm still paying for mentorship. Oh, yeah. Because there's just yeah. people who are there. And we probably talk about this every week. But I think it is so big. Important. Like everybody, NFL players have coaches. Tom Brady has a coach. That means yep. you can go get a coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like my learning curve, right? Like just exponential like without without someone like matt in my corner and this deal right like this deal wouldn't have happened if i didn't have matt in my corner talk about it baby because i know this one made you uncomfortable it made me <laughs> uncomfortable when you told me about it so so go ahead and, right. and I, was, I was working it too and he told me the offer he had on the table was like bro i'm not giving you that i have no idea how i'm gonna fucking just that. <laughs> like me me and zuber were working it yeah and I, I went over there i talked to the guy who was a great guy and I didn't even know you were working it. And he told me like the terms. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what? Who the fuck is offering you this? No, I'm out. Take that. Like, take like, that shit and run. But notice you hear those terms. You hear the terms and you're like, fuck, I'm not even. I, I don't have the time or so in your mind. It's really fear. 
Like, I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know where to start to break that down. I don't know who the fuck I'm going to take it to. I'm out. Bro, I had no idea. So, like, I got the terms, but then I was like, how in God's name would I sell this? Like, who would want to put that much down? And so explain where um, where the lead came from, then how you broke it down. Because I got yeah. we offered owner financing at the beginning, and he was about it. And then you came in, and you fucked the whole thing up. <laughs> so tell us how you closed it in Strat couldn't. Well, I would say like a big lesson that I probably have learned in, in the last couple of months is, and this came from Matt, is always take the path, the path of of uh least resistance. Mm-hmm. Whatever the seller wants, you just you just go down that path. You want five percent, you go down that path, and then you get it under contract, right? And then if you need to change it, you change it if the seller is willing. And if you need to cancel it, you just have to cancel it, right? So That's I, I need yeah. to get over. I need to get over that shit because like you really yeah. you need to get them emotionally bought in. Like they're fucking in it now. Right. Right. Yeah. And then after that, once they're committed and like once whatever it is psychologically, once someone signs that piece of paper, that's right. a big deal to them. Then like they have the fear of missing out. And that money's already fucking spent. That In money you said out. he's going to get. Yeah, that was already spent as soon as he signed that. So he's, on, he's oh, yeah. now fearful of what's going to happen if the whole thing falls out and he has to find a new buyer and no one else was going to give him the terms you guys gave him either. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, that's a big lesson I've learned. Always take the path of least resistance. In the past, I try. I mean, for me, like, I don't want to cancel a contract. I just feel like I just don't like the feeling of doing that. Like, I want to perform. Yeah. So I, I go in hard negotiating to, to a price where I need to, I know I need to be at. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, I talk myself out of deals doing that. Yep. Like, yes, so going to yourself like out of it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, they're just not feeling it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the call came in. Um, the lead came in through Call Magicians. Um, awesome cold caller, Max, my my Spanish brother from Mexico. R.I.P. Max. <laughs> <laughs> now in management now, man. He dove off the. Uh, he jumped off the deep end. Yeah. It, it was nine units. Um, came in the podio, nine units. The guy wanted nine fifty cash. So, okay, let me let me just jump on the phone with him and, um, you know, give him the whole rundown. You know, if, you know, if there's no real estate commissions, we buy it as is, we pay all the closing costs, blah, blah, blah. You know, what, what's, what's the, what's the best you can give us? You know, <laughs> yeah. they came down to 850. Mm. Said 850. I said, okay, yeah, we can do 850. Send over the contract, you know, cash deal. But he never signed it. He never signed it. And um, I did plant the seed, you know, of uh, carrying the note, save him on taxes, because I knew he bought, you know, he bought it for like 400000 So I knew he had a tax problem. So I just kind of put that seed in there. Before, you know, I always go for the cash offer, um, just what I've been taught by pace, you know, always, always go for the wholesale. Um, so I went for the wholesale. But plant this planted the seed of seller financing it, but he just never signed it. So called him back, talked to him a little bit about owner financing, and he was more open to it. And then um, 
how that conversation go? Um, real quick, where was he gonna put the money? I think that was a big reason. That's yeah. why we threw it out. Where where right. did the seller want to put the money? So he was gonna put the money in a some kind of trust syndication. A REIT. Um, he was gonna put REIT. it. He yeah, was gonna put a, it in a REIT. Right. He was gonna put in a REIT, a commercial REIT that was promising five percent. So he was stuck on that five percent. Five percent. That's where the yeah. terms came from. I see you. Yep. Yep. Okay. He was stuck on that five percent. And then um, basically I took it to a point, you know, I I didn't push it over the hill. Matt really pushed it over the hill. So I think having someone with credibility, you know, a broker, um, someone who's been in the business, um, you know, we got on a three-way and Matt basically pushed that puppy over the over the hill. And here's how he, he you know, and here, here's how people like that are able to do it. And and we run into that a lot um, because we do JV deals with home helpers, right? With Lewis and uh, Dean. And so whenever a situation like that comes up again, I don't have a lot of experience in that. Whereas they have a lot of experience when it comes to uh, commercial development, um, you know, new construction, just all this stuff, right? And so those are conversations that I do leverage those relationships because I can give you kind of like, you know, the, the um, spark notes of it. But it's something to be said when someone can get on the phone and talk terms with you and literally you know, use that terminology and, and come off um, and not even come off because it's just experience. Right. It's just right. they're, they're confidence, bro. It's confidence right. when they have that conversation. And so it's something about that, I believe, as a seller, um, when you hear that confidence and someone talking these terms and stuff like that, um, that's going to close you. And so yeah. that's that's yeah. that's the value that Matt was able to bring to you was just his experience, dude. Oh yeah, because we 100%. we couldn't have that conversation and feel confident one hundred percent in that conversation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Whoa. He painted he painted the perfect picture. Like mm -hmm. this guy's, you know, salute or this guy's why, right? He didn't have pain. He he had a why. Mm -hmm. Was five percent put put that money. That's not that is unsecured into a REIT. Fuck. So into if I can give you five percent, yeah, that you know the asset into a retail, you know, asset that's unsecured. Matt painted the picture, you know, beautifully. It's like this is unsecured. You know, you know those apartments better than anybody. Your your money is secured against this asset that's you know that can perform. That's already performing and it's just going to perform better. I can give you that 5%. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's amazing, man. Bro. And so what's it called? We're all filling. We we were trying to get it for, I think I wanted to be like 60K max down. Mm. That's what we were trying to get it at. We're like, I was like, I'm not trying to come in here with a bunch of cash. And that goes again into you have that partner who will bring in the cash and feels confident. To where when me and Mike looked at it, he was like, bro, like I don't want to go into it for a lot down. This is where we're at. And it was more of a square hole round peg. Right. Yeah. To where like we're we're trying to make it work a million different ways. And when you're when you're structuring owner finance deals, when you go low money down, your cash flow is going to be really, really low. And so one thing that we had to think about exit strategy wise was Airbnb. And so right. like we were talking to Kyle, I was like, bro, how the fuck are we going to do this? If we right. do take this down. Then we okay, we we're like, okay, we gotta have 60k down 
And then like, okay, if we put it on Airbnb, then we got to have $1,500 for every unit for cash for keys. Then we got to have enough money to turn over every unit. And he wants a certain payout on what's it called prepayment penalty. Mm. So we took all that into consideration and then wow. it scared us off. Right. To where like, I'm thinking like, okay, I would have to come to the table with $200,000 down. That was our exit strategy. Yeah. 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 So he gave we're... us no prepayment penalty. Uh, we actually asked for 50,000 down and he was okay with that until he talked to his CPA, obviously, you know, bro, his CPA, they fuck everything up, bro. I they swear fuck it all up. They fuck yeah. it all up. His CPA, he wanted a little bit more. Okay, how much more do you want? 100,000. Okay, no problem. 100,000. <laughs> but still, like, the, the beauty of this all is, like, the seller, the wholesaler, the end buyer, we're all happy. Nice. The seller got his 5%. The end buyer still got a wholesale discounted property because that property we did the comps i mean there was a cash sale of a nine unit that sold for 1.1 million okay um what were the final terms of this before before because i don't want you know i don't want everybody to get lost and stuff like that what were yeah, the final so, terms and what did the dispo at so we contracted it at a purchase price of 850 850,000 at 5% uh, with a 10-year balloon on a 30-year payment structure. The guy's willing to extend it uh, to 15. You know, he, he just wants his 5%. You know, he, he's, he's willing to keep extending it. Yeah. So those are great terms. Uh, it's a commercial loan. I mean, commercial loans are like 6 and 6% 6 at least. Yeah. And so there's a huge upside in rents. You know, you... I think the average rents are probably like seven fifty, when they should be around like twelve hundred. Uh, what were they? Two ones, three ones. Uh, two twos. Yeah, they, two they were. Yeah, they're two twos, like two one and a half. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and they were in. I mean, most of them, probably eighty percent of them, were in really good condition. The, nice. the guy was like a like a really good mom and pop landlord, like nice. pride in all his properties tiled everywhere some of them had carpet but they were in good condition really good condition so and, and so you disposed this i'm assuming at around a million so so we um yeah so we disposed it for uh, a two hundred thousand dollar assignment fee so that's yeah a million and uh five hundred thousand right did you what's it called did you arbitrage the down payment because you didn't change the purchase price, you just arbitrage the down payment, right? So, so like you just said, so the all the terms are going to stay the same. Yeah, the terms stayed the same. The end buyer paid the $100,000 down payment and then an assignment fee of $200,000. $200, yeah, so you arbitrage the down payment. Because you can do, yeah, yeah. what's it called? You could, one thing that people do to stay secure in these things, but your buyer obviously is legit. Right, um, right. Is that they will stay in between just in case something falls out. So if you guys are doing like owner finance stuff and you want like to make mm -hmm. sure it performs throughout the entire thing, that mm -hmm. way you can foreclose on the next person and you're pretty much doing a wrap. Nice. If that makes sense. Okay. And that yeah, way you can feel a lot more confident when you're bringing in that second buyer. If it's not someone legit like you brought in. 
right. that way, if anything bad does happen, you have time to like figure it out. Get it correct, and your yeah. name's not on the line with that seller. But right. again, having Matt, right? He yeah, was yeah. That, he was able to vet that buyer. Oh you yeah, know what I mean, so right. that brings a whole nother level of security. Like, fuck, man, this this business can be scary. It can, you know, I mean, your nuts can be on the line, and, and so just having somebody who know what the fuck they're doing, to be honest with you, can right. sometimes right. make a lot of these trans uh, transactions a whole lot easier. And honestly, like Matt, I mean, Matt and I, obviously I, myself, but surprisingly, Matt, we really didn't know what, what we had. We mm -hmm. didn't know what we had. So you sent it out. Because at, at five percent, there's no cash flow. Thank you. There's no fucking there's no cash, cash flow. flow. There is no cash flow. <laughs> You're paying the guy $4,000 in the property probably generates like $4,500. <laughs> there's no cash flow. So we really didn't know what we had. We, we thought we were going to take it down ourselves, honestly. Um, yeah. And then Matt sent it out and, and he came back. He's like, I, I was looking at this deal a little bit closer and um, yeah, I, I, I didn't know we can, we, I, I thought it's better just to get the money now. You're good. He, he said, you're going to be, you're going to love me. He said, <laughs> you're gonna love me. I said, brother, I love you. You're, you're my brother in Christ. I love you. And um, he said, we're going to sell this for $200,000 assignment fee. I was like, what? Did you, did you turn to tell your wife? <laughs> I did, I did. And, and, he turned and, around and said, hey, hey, man, we about to make 150 on this. <laughs> but we, we've learned, like, we've learned, like, especially me, I mean, and my wife, too, it's like, it's not done until it's done. Ever. Mm -hmm. Ever. So the whole time, it's like, like, there was just no emotion, like, no up, no down, just, yeah. just chilling. Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, I'm, we're getting nine units. <laughs> yeah. So the time that you guys locked from the time that you guys lock, uh, locked it up to the time that you guys closed on it, how long? How long was that escrow? Oh, it was uh, probably forty days. Uh, forty-five days. Forty-five day escrow. Forty-five day. Nice. Escrow. And that's that's pretty goddamn good for us. But that's you know, good. Purchase price that damn high with those terms. The inspection Fuck. periods and everything else, right? Because when yeah. you guys start to get into those bigger deals, stuff like that. Well, you're, you're going to have longer timelines because these people are like, no, I'm throwing in a lot of fucking money. I'm not just 100%. doing some cash shit unless I'm yeah. buying it deep, deep. Mm -hmm. right, so that's right. the one thing I've experienced. And what title company did you use? That's We, use, uh, we use Placer. Yeah. <laughs> no Ooh, way. Who at Placer? Uh, Lupe Prado. Lupe. It's my girl. So how, did that, bro, how did that assignment it's work? my girl I'm right there. Well, um, they told him we're assigning it. They just they said the they told the buyer that, that I mean, the uh, seller? yeah, they, they told the seller that, yeah, the, those guys are assigning it, but he was cool with it. Like he just wanted his 5%. He just wanted his 5%. So, so I guess my, well, I guess what is it? What is the, uh, the rule right now is it is was it 20% or 16% of the purchase price? Yeah, 20%. So we so kept it. Were you able, so how you kept it under 20%? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a dot, huh? <laughs> what is it he's doing the math right now on his phone oh it says 170 it says 170 but i think i think well matt by the time you add it but, but so 
So what I'm what I'm learning about, you know, kind of getting through kind of on that loophole is that at that point you kind of invoice uh, the title company. You just let them know pretty much the time for your services, inspections, all those things. You just send them an invoice. So you guys were short probably about twenty, thirty thousand. So the time that you guys put into the deal, the resources that you used on that deal could add up to about the thirty thousand dollars. So the here's the here's the nugget. Like Matt does so much business with with Placer. They go straight to uh, upper management and say, For get, sure. get this approved. Oh, yeah. They have bro. to. They have to. Losing wait, someone wait. like that, man, will hurt Will hurt the brand. Oh, yeah. He's like, wave this 20%. Where would this come from? This is, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, that's kind of something that they, they use for the people who, do, who are just getting into wholesaling. You know, yeah. not all of them necessarily know what the hell they're doing. There's yeah. going to be an upset seller somewhere and it's going to come back on a title company. But when you're using oh, yeah. someone, you know, like Matt or, you know, just one of us. Right. Someone right. who brings who brings business to them, someone who's credible, oh, yeah. stuff like that. They're not worried about um, not they're not being a lot of uh, disclosure to, to sellers and stuff like right, that. So. Right. Yeah. We have all awesome. the disclosures like we're we could assign this right for a, for a fee for profit. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. It's right there. <laughs> Dude, that's so, amazing. I want to. So did um did Mondo meet the seller ever? Like, how did that Passover go? No, he never met. He never met the seller. Like, like um, the the seller called me. He was a little he was a little bothered. He's like, there's a discrepancy here because the interest rate is actually five point zero two six, and it got written up as five point zero zero. And so he wanted his his point zero two six percent. He being he being greedy now. And I was oh okay, uh, we'll get that fixed. And then he was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know whoever whoever the the end buyer is. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know anything, but whoever that is, I guess they're signing on on Thursday. Oh yeah yeah, we're supposed to sign on Thursday. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it was uh, just one of those that would go smoothly. I mean, I have I, we just did a deal like we got five grand on it, and it, it just took it so a nightmare much effort. And I'm still talking the seller and the uh, end buyer still call me. Bro. You know, it's just a headache. And this this one is like just smooth as butter, man. It's, it's that's usually how they are. Like the I want to add on to that. I want to add on to that strap. We got a deal that we locked up, looked at the numbers. I thought it was tight, but again, I'm trying to get over a fe the fear of just like not locking stuff up because just maybe I'm just not finding the comps, right? You know what I mean? Like just it's close enough to just lock it up. And so we do that. We go to Dispo it. Bro, bites, we're getting bites, but it's like five grand under where we locked. And so it was like a blessing that we even got it locked up at ask, at, at the purchase price. Right. So we go ahead and we dispo it. We're sending it over. You know, and we're not making no money on this. You know, we got it at 150, dispoed it at 150. It's just a fucking grimy ass deal. And I must have got hit up by this damn seller so many times. And at some point he goes, are you are you wholesaling this deal? And I'm like, like at this point, it's like, what he want? He think I'm a lie to him? I'm like, yes, bro. I'm like, yes, we're, we're wholesaling this because the numbers didn't 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 work. Like you knew they weren't going to work. You know what I mean? You knew that it would be tight. <laughs> you knew it would be tight. And I was like, and to save this deal, just to make sure that we're able to do what we said that we're going to do. Right, right. Right. 
we're gonna go ahead and we're, we found a buyer for you at the at the purchase price, just to make sure we're you know, just to make sure we're able to take care of you, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like because that's the right thing to do. At the end of the day, if you don't make no money, then that, that, that right. that's that's my bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I told you this is what we were gonna get you. That's what we're gonna get you. Right. That means I don't make nothing. I don't make anything. And bro, like I got hit up so many times about it, and I just had to keep telling myself, like you know, at the end of the day, it's a service. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm a salty as fuck. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I'm still salty, dog. So, yeah, it's those small ones, man. Where they, those they small ones, yeah. You, yeah, they, it's better just to pass them, pass on them. Yeah. Like, well, it's it takes working. up a lot of mind space, dude. And like that time yeah. and energy that you have to put into that tour, if you focus yeah. that on, let's say, one that's like four times the size. Exactly. It's the same amount of effort. Like the biggest yeah, issue for exactly. all of us is just thinking bigger. Right. To be able to do bigger deals. Right. Hey, Kent, hey, Kent, Ken Roberry. What you angry about, huh? <laughs> I want to talk about the confidence you had to have in the buyer to perform. Cause I don't that's my biggest thing with wholesaling under finance deals. I wouldn't really ever do it because of the trust that I have to instill in the seller that I'm going to perform for the next 10 years. Mm. Right. That's what scares me. Right to where, and that's why I'd want to always stay in the middle, just in case something goes wrong. I know because the seller's calling me; they're not calling them. Right at the end of the day, right? Because I'm the one who brokered that transaction, and yeah. having um, and it was Armando who bought it. Armando's the cartel, right? Armando buys right. it all. Armando <laughs> buys it all, and just having the confidence in that buyer, knowing that he is going to perform, because there's not a single fucking property I have ever sent them that said they'll take it that they did not perform. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that was really important to Matt too. It's like we want to find someone who's who's gonna perform, not mess around, and uh, you know, operate the property well. So, yeah, yeah not, not be a slumlord or nothing like that. All right, right so fast forward, <laughs> closing day. All right, closing you, get, day. you guys get you guys get that email. We are on record. Congratulations. Right? Do you do you get a check or do you get a wire? I got a wire from Matt. I got a wire. Same day, right? You close early enough in the morning to get the same day? So the deal oh. on this one was uh, Mondo wanted us to pay the closing costs. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> so we, we had to wait for the closing docs, you know, to come in. And, um, you know, escrow, our title had to, you know, refund Mondo's team. And then they had to wire that over to Matt until we got our balance, you know, until we got all balanced out. So it took a yeah. few days. It took a Whatever. few days. All right. So, so now, so now you get that, you get the little notification, the money done came in, you know, what, what was that moment like? Cause that, I mean, fuck it's life changing in the beginning to make $10,000. I can only imagine what it's like to, you know, get down there. hundred grand, bro. bro that's, that's honestly, honestly, bro. It's like, I felt like there's something wrong with me, bro. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. when in the, when in the NBA when they make the three, mm -hmm. they, have, they go like ice in their veins. Yeah. Oh, yo, you, yo. Oh, you got ice it in came veins. Through. It came through. It was like, <laughs> it's like, it's like clutch. Like, I mean, it's you just shit. like you don't even like like I just in this business because there's just so much up and downs. Mm. It's like you have to like stay level like doesn't matter if it deal closes or not 
you just got to stay flatline. Like you're hey, almost bro. dead. Like you're almost dead. Like you don't even have, I didn't have any emotion, honestly, bro. When we were at Fresno State, our special teams, we had, um, it was a special teams constitution. Strat, that's way before your time, man. Coach Baxter had already been gone. Um, but one thing that, w- that was in there, and, and I think we lived it pretty damn well, was it ce- you celebrate all victories. So whether whether that means you won that play, um, whatever it may be, like you celebrate those victories because, like you said, this business is so up and down. You got to yeah. fucking celebrate those. You know what I mean? Right. Because who knows what you might go through before you get to, you know, something, something else, you know, something to another fat, to rip. another fat, fat rip like that. Right. You know what I mean? So, so that's definitely something to, to celebrate, man, because oh, yeah. that oh, shit yeah. doesn't happen, bro. I rip off 50, 60, you know, 40, 50, 60. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you used to make 75 a year. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. Right. Motherfucker, you made that in a month. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, it like I guess it's unreal. Like it really hasn't, it really hasn't hit hit me. I mean, it's just. That's I mean, weird. Like, being stoic is good, though. I think as an yeah. entrepreneur, like just especially in this shit, bro. Toy, bro. I'm gonna make two hundred fifty thousand dollars this month, right? You like you think that you got all these leads lined up, you got all these deals lined up. It's about to be the biggest month ever. All of it goes to hell. 20. Every single last deal goes to hell. You end up making twenty to fifteen grand, and that, you're just sitting there. That has happened to me. Not not two fifty, right? but it. I mean that happened. I mean, that amount that happened last year, right? It happened. Like I was. Yeah. I had like six deals locked up, and for some reason, it just all fell from the sky. And then, like, I was dry for like ninety days. Bro, that's yep. the worst. And so, just, just. Staying consistent, doing what you know, just keep doing what you staying consistent, keep keep at yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but bro, talk about how many hours you work a day. So I was dro- I was picking my son up from speech as Gerald's dropping his son off at speech. Right, right. Gerald's like, I don't know what to do with my time anymore, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I came to Strat, I came to Strat and I was just burned out like these leads, like, I mean, just because they come in your podio, I mean, they're just normal leads, right? Mm-hmm. But they they drain you, like they drain your energy, they drain your everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, bro, I need a leads manager. I need a leads manager. So I just wanted to pick Stratton's brain on a leads manager, and uh, he encouraged me that I needed one, and so um, I got one. I got one, and uh, mm. it has taken a huge load off, a huge mm. load off my plate. Like I well, promise, yeah, as soon as they come yeah. in, Go ahead, oh sorry. yeah, he, he everything that comes in, he touches it and puts it in a bucket. You know, if it needs more follow up, if he needs me to look at it, um, you know, where where do we need to be on it? And so I just, you know. Plug and play and just plug and play. Okay, we need to be here. Oh, just don't worry about that. On to the next one. So, I mean, I'm probably two, one, two hours a day. Like two hours a day is a lot for me. <laughs> probably one hour a day. I just have one cold caller. I just mm-hmm. have one cold caller. Um, my wife texts. You know, she we started texting again. She She's texting um and how's that going when did you when did you start back doing that i started probably two months ago and how's that going 
Um, fan. The government just dropped a. Yeah, hey, Strat, Strat, get your negativity out of here. I want to know what, what Gerald's, what, how it's going for Gerald. Um, I've, I've been now. getting some good leads. Yeah, I've been getting some some good leads, like at least like condition and motivation, you know, on some of them. But it, it it's taking a lot more, a lot more leads. Definitely yeah. a lot more leads. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Because I started, I, I started yeah. doing it again too. I've heard that it's it's mass texting is not oh. it, not allowed anymore. It's like they legitimately came out the law saying it's not legal to mass text to mass text for whatever reason. I don't. So what's the difference between me just sending someone a text message on my cell phone? That that's where the gray area is. <laughs> so what's the so, difference between yeah. on batch where you're just fucking batch is making their system as compliant as possible let's say that but that's what i'm saying like i mean how do you how do you define mass like are they like literally software and like if it's opt-in like a lot of people like so now the carriers want like actual opt-in data to send Mm -hmm. out a text and so that's Mm -hmm. the next thing that's coming up right so you're gonna have to go pay for data that's been opted in for whatever way online you get all their info and then you can actively market out to them you don't have to have all that fucking garbage language in there yeah, and you don't have to worry about someone coming after you or anything else because it's actual opt-in. Mm-hmm. That's that's where all that's coming from. Whatever, it's way too way too difficult. Yeah. That means people are going to make money in text messaging because that shit sounds so difficult. It's the path. It's the path that not a lot of people are going to fuck with, and so then people are going to start closing massive deals <laughs> through SMS. <laughs> Scrub all of your lists against litigators because someone can ruin your entire life. Let's just say that. Bro, they can't sue me. I'm broke. They can place a judgment on your head. I don't have a job. Batches, uh, they're starting to offer direct mail now. Hmm. Batch. I didn't see that. Yeah, I think. Batch mail. It's going to go back to uh, direct mail, probably PC. PC, PPC. I've been doing direct mail. I like inbound leads. Mm -hmm. I like inbound leads a lot. I told you I sent out like a hundred and something letters and I got I got like three calls back. That was wow. fucking phenomenal. That's bro. really like, bro, you know what I mean? Like I was like, that's fucking phenomenal. So yeah, I actually just sure. this week I was like, you know, hey, because I only sent out that one batch and I know you gotta do it for six months. And it wasn't that I only did it for one month because of a money issue. It was just more of what it was taking it was to get that to get it was a lot of effort. And so I, I need a I I gotta get a better system on being able to do that. And before that, um you know the 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 niche that I'm going. It's not that many, and so yeah. it was like I needed to kind of get it going because even to use yellow letter, you need to have at least fifty. And so I just got to find out a better system on that. But this week I was literally just saying like, you know, hey, I got to go back to that because you're onto something right there. Yeah. So what are you what are you guys gonna buy with that fat check, that fat wire you just got? Like, what's something you've always wanted? Honestly, like what what are what we're doing now is like everything that comes in from wholesale is bottom line except for my operating expenses so everything i get is pretty much going into investments um investments um is mainly private money lending is what i'm doing now um hmm. Um, so that's mainly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I bought an Amazon store, um, you know, Matt's on me to buy a Walmart, Walmart store. 
Um, returns so, are crazy. The returns are looking pretty crazy. Ours is getting built right now. Returns are crazy. Nice. So, I mean, that's... Hop on, Mike. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, that's pretty much, like, I just told my wife, like, it, it's just a game. Like, we're playing a game. Like, this is like... Monopoly, not, baby. Monopoly. You know, I played cash flow for the first time like a week ago, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. This is this yeah. like a game. Like, oh, oh real life, man. Ten thousand assignment fee. Oh, Airbnb. Mm -hmm. uh, Walmart store. You know. Yeah. Oh, bro, talk about um, that package you and Noah just took down real quick. Yeah, so that we got that off a of referral. Um, we performed on a on a seller carry note. Um, and then the seller had some more properties and say, Hey, we want to, we want to do some more notes with you. And that was uh, five doors, uh, five doors. Uh, there's a duplex and the rest were condos. And, um, we, for all five doors, we put down $10,000 and then, mm -hmm. and then, uh, Noah's going to turn it into an Airbnb. Um, I decided not to do that, um, just assign it to Noah, mm -hmm. um, just because the rehab, you know, I, I just didn't like the fact that they were condos and, you know, condos can come in and shut you down, yeah. shut down their operation. Well, from uh, my understanding, Noah Noah does a lot of Airbnb, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Noah's I was like, savage. I, yeah, I'm about to say, from what I've heard, I, I think Noah and I had to make sure I had the right person. So one of the, you you might have I mean you kind of probably could have stuck with it because um I just I just learned about um for a while when I was learning a little bit more about Airbnb, it was just like I was just avoiding condos just based off everything that I heard. And then just recently I was hearing something about like a 30-day minimum and stuff like that. And so when you start um having these contracts and connections with uh, more um like agencies like for the traveling nurses or any, you know, any type of working right. professionals, right, it's easier right. to structure those arrangements and those contracts based off of what the HOA allows. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it actually ends up being pretty damn smooth because you're really not having to deal with the HOA because you're following all their guidelines anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Noah's a killer, man. And actually three out of the four condos, um, they were one month minimum leases. Yeah. And so the the fourth condo was, you know, they wanted a 12 month lease, but the others just wanted a one month lease. So, yeah, Noah can do that all day. Like for me, I mean, I, I felt like real estate is a team sport and I, I like to see other people win, too. Yeah. So like, Everybody eat, baby. Yeah. I, I love to see Noah take this down, you know, and uh, and do really well you know, Airbnb in it. He's going to take it down all himself, um, turn into Airbnb and hopefully, you know, cash flow a lot of money. <laughs> nice, man. Hell yeah, bro. Well, we're about to wrap this thing up. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'll, I'll try to be a, a little bit more active uh, at, at Gerald Anthony Rojas. There we um, go. Instagram. There we go. All right. Bro, thank you so much for coming on. Fattest deal I've heard of that I personally know. Well, no, Matt did another one similar on an apartment complex. Same type of deal. And it was for 300K. Fuck. Wow. 
I'm a little upset because I feel like it was a lot of like other topics that we kind of wanted to touch on. We didn't even get the that deal. So, uh, oh yeah, bro, like the four. Wait, hold up, the four kids. But yeah, I mean, you now, know what I mean? Now you, but like, okay, let's real quick. We'll go over because like you've set up your life to where now you have VAs running your business. Right. You only work an hour to two hours a day, and then you get to spend time with your four kids. I can't. I struggle with one. Bro, yeah. the four kids is one thing, but he's moving to St. Louis. Oh yeah, yeah. bro. Why are you, you know moving I mean? to St. Why are you moving to St. Louis? Let's talk about that. <laughs> I thought this thing was gonna wrap up. <laughs> I, I know that's what I'm saying. It was it was things I wanted to touch on, but shit, you know. <laughs> next time, uh, huh? Next time. <laughs> we, we we could do that. Maybe we'll get you on like an Instagram live or something, man. Yeah, let's get you on Instagram live, bro. I don't. I don't. I want to be. I want to be um, mindful of everybody's time and an hour usually at seven thirty at night. I understand that can that can be steep. <laughs> Every everyone's wives is looking at him like you still on that shit? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but we are. Well, right, I appreciate you, man. I thank you for thank you for getting on here and oh no, um, thank you, thank you. Blessing our blessing our audience with you, man, and sharing your knowledge, bro. And again, congrats. You have no idea how hyped I was when you told me it closed. Wow. I was hyped, right? Just because when you talk about the it's not over till it's over, and I know how bad it feels if something falls out and it's that big. Oh yeah, I was rooting for you the whole fucking time, bro. Like, oh, you got this. I appreciate that. You got this. That's amazing, man. Couldn't happen to a better person, man. I, I, it's about as genuine as it gets, man. And we appreciate you. And it was a huge, it was a huge honor being able to get you on here because, again, I, you know, I don't know about Strap, but for me, I, I feel like we got a lot of big players in our market. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not. You know, we know we're near Phoenix. You know, what I'm saying, but but we got we got some consistent some consistent hitters oh, here, yeah. some big things and. Um, typically in, in whatever niche that you're interested in, there's somebody here doing it. it. You know what I mean? So um, it was great getting you on there and being able to expose you to everybody else. And um, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm honored, guys. I really appreciate what you guys do here. Do for the Hell community. Yeah. All right. If you're looking for any type of virtual staffing, if you want to close $100,000 deals every other week. Not with Max, though. Now Max. Now Max. Disclaimer: Results may vary. <laughs> Go to callmagicians.com. <laughs> hey guys, and if you're looking to scale your business, take it to the next level. If you're not getting a, a VA through Call Magicians, right? You're doing it all yourself. You're analyzing your company's deals. You're running your, you know, running your comps, skip tracing, mailing. Doing all these things, man. Go ahead and go to uh, PropStream. Uh, the link is mainlinecomps.com. Mainlinecomps.com. Get your seven-day free trial. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Free Agent Real Estate Investing Podcast. Don't forget to give us a five-star review. If you would like to stay in touch with Stratton and myself, follow us on Instagram. And please be sure to subscribe to our Free Agent REI Podcast YouTube channel and give us a thumbs up.